Hello, and welcome to the Nerd Cops podcast, where we aim to protect and serve the sanctity of nerdom. I am your host of this episode, Nathaniel, along with my co-host, Casey. Hello. And Renner. Today, we will be talking about 2022 and just kind of some of our favorites from the year. We'll talk about different categories, so let's go ahead and dive in. First thing, first first category we're going to talk about is movies. So it's been a pretty interesting year for movies. I feel like there's been some highs, but not, I don't, not as much as in some prior years, maybe. But we can we can talk through that. So uh, let's just kind of let's each go around and talk about what it was our favorite movie of the year, and then we can kind of dive into just some other movies that we really liked. So I'm going to let Casey kick us off on that conversation. All right, so for me, this is kind of a hard because we had we had a bunch of good ones, but I think I have to go with Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, personally. Um, I think that's a really good shout for sure. I there, yeah, there, I mean, there's a bunch, but so yeah, like you know, like we've talked about previously, it was just so good. I love how they honored Chadwick. I just I they I think they just did so good showing respect to him and then carrying the story forward. I just loved it through and through that one. I think that's my favorite for the year. I'm going to have to agree with you, Casey. I think Wakanda forever is my number one. There are a few for me, they're in different categories. The The other movies are in different categories. So it's hard to go like, which of these do I like better? Yeah. But on the whole, I, I do think I have to go with Wakanda forever as well. You know, it's just it was just such a good it's a good tribute. It's also just a genuinely good standalone movie. It's a great standalone movie. So yeah, I think I think I'll have to agree. I I can't answer. I don't know how to answer. <laughs> okay, then let's take the pressure off of Renner since he's breaking. Just name a movie that you really enjoyed this year. Let's we can drop the favorite out of it. Uh I enjoyed Wakanda Forever. I enjoyed Jurassic World Dominion. Mm, yeah, that's on my list. I am going to enjoy Avatar: World of Water more than likely. Yeah, I know that we got to kind of address the elephant in the room. When we're recording this episode, that movie has not released in theaters yet. So forgive us for not. I'm. I know that's going to be the best movie of the entire century, but alas, we have not seen it. I don't know about the sense. Sure. <laughs> I'm I'm being a little bit tongue in cheek. It's fine. Just a little. I'm trying to think what else what else do I have? I mean at this point we I think we can start throwing out stuff too, just because we're in kind of the here's we're, our others throw out stuff. Really yeah. mode. What's another one you um, like? Here's uh, the Batman came out this year and personally, yeah, I, I forgot really about that one. That movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one, it feels like it did not come out this year, if I'm being honest. It's one of those when I was yeah. when I was researching this, I was like, oh, that came out this year? But yeah, it did. And it's really good. It's a really, like, to me, it was a surprisingly good movie. Because I came into that one going, I don't know how this is going to go. Right. And it was really, I just really, it felt like, one, it was a good Batman, especially detective story. And two, it just had a different feel than literally any other Batman movie that I'd seen. So it had that uniqueness about it that I really enjoyed. Yep. I I agree with that. That's that was my top three. In my top three. So 
I can I can agree to this. What was your what was your so your number one, your number three? What was your other one so in the, your top three? I mean, I have a giant list if I'm just being honest, but what I would consider my top three, yeah. my other one now would have been uh Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I have that one as well. I know that wasn't Renner's personal favorite when he saw it, because I had to deal with the existential crisis he had uh, yeah, afterwards. I know. But... Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Um, but no, I did too. I mean, it, it definitely made my list for the year. I know it's it's a little bit more of a controversial one. A lot of people didn't enjoy it, but... Um, as a fan of the Marvel Universe, also as a fan of Raimi, I just, it just, it just hit the right buttons for me. Ritter, do you have another one? Uncharted came out this year, right? It's, a, it was okay. <laughs> We're going with favorites. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you have been on another podcast where you called it your least favorite video game adaptation of all time. Just but throwing was, that Okay, okay, yes, but if we're going with, like, it being a movie, it was okay. The movie it, in itself was okay. It was yes, a decent I, I agree. movie. I mean, we spent, mo- we spent a lot of that podcast arguing for Uncharted, so, you know, we're on yeah, that I mean, side. Of, yeah, yeah I won't argue with you. It, it was it, fun. It was a decent movie. Adaptation? I don't know about that, but it was a decent movie. That's fair. That's fair. So I've got two kid movies that I'm just going to throw out there real quick. The Lyle Lyle Crocodile is, to me, probably not a very, like popular movie but it has become very very popular in my household me and my daughter (laughs) love singing that song everywhere my favorite part of this is there is a character named hector p valenti he is played by uh, javier bardem who if anyone knows who that is is he has a very low voice he has a lot of honestly very creepy movies that took me a while to see him in a children's uh movie for sure but he's got all these low parts, and then Lyle is a is a crocodile, as you might have been able to tell, and he's voiced by Sean Mendez. And my daughter, who is who's young, insists on being Hector P. Valenti when we're singing. So she always likes to sing the low parts, and then I'm sitting here singing Sean Mendez's parts. <laughs> so it's it's very fun. <laughs> um, the movie itself is, it, I think it's a really cute movie. I I, I definitely would say that. I, it's fun. Uh, the the soundtrack has definitely been very important in my household at this point. So yeah, one I bet you have on your list for kids. So my personal favorite kids movie of the year, pretty bar none. If I'm being honest with you, there was a, there was a lot of good ones, but <clears throat> had to be Lightyear. I forgot that okay. came out this year. <laughs> I loved Lightyear, and to be honest, it was actually more recent that I got to finally watch it. I'm a little behind on it, but. I absolutely love how they tied that into the, let's call it the Toy Story lore. That was the thing I was the most concerned about going into this movie. But then they, I mean, they introduced the movie as this is the movie that Andy watched in 1995. And that instantaneously put me in this perfect mindset. Like I was a child again, watching Toy Story practically. And reading that and then going, how did they have this kind of graphics in 1995? (laughs) What multiverse universe is this? (laughs) Right. Hold on. No, I, this is, this is too much. And I admit that going into it, but if Andy is a computer animated character, he's watching a computer animated character is he watching a live action movie? 
Yes. So yeah. So there not there are there are no graphics. There's no graphics in 1995. This is live action to him. Yeah. And I mean that's I just I adored it so much. <laughs> My brain. My brain. Or Renner, you broke Renner. Uh, <laughs> I broke Renner. Okay, but. well, while Renner recovers, I'll, I'll actually, I have three other kids' movies to shout out that oh. personally I really like. Some of them have a bit of controversy behind them. I I do not care. But Turning Red Ooh. came out this year, and I really yeah. liked that one. Strange World is a more recent one. I personally really liked it. I thought it told a really fun story. It has received an insane amount of hate for some possibly good reasons but some just really trash reasons as well so but i personally really liked it same and then uh the last one i have is a little bit of just kind of a i've i think i've even mentioned it on the podcast before but it's just this little movie it was a netflix movie called the sea beast and honestly it ranks really high on my kids movies this year it genuinely had a really good message behind it it was a fun animation just had a lot of fun watching it and it's one of those i don't think it got a lot of love because it was just kind of this random netflix release but it's really good i really liked it so those are my three kids movies to shout out there nice lightyear would have also been on that list but you had already said it so i just wanted to oh i was just was i was just i was wondering if it was on it so. So. yeah no i yeah. really enjoyed lightyear for sure, for sure. Um, with that said, the main reason I watch so many kids' movies, as a little side note, is uh, me and my wife review kids' movies at downthehobbitholeblog.com. So you should go check that out because promotion. Anything else from you guys? Hang on, let me double check. Can I add a little category? It's not yes. super nerdy, but do y'all have a favorite date night movie that y'all like? Y'all had to watch with your wives? Got yeah. to watch with our wives. No, nope, uh, had to. <laughs> had to. <laughs> I stick with my guns on that one. Uh, well, okay. Family, which is an anime. We watched that. <laughs> Fair. I mean, hey, that's awesome. I mean, my my wife would look at me sideways if I asked her to watch an anime with me, if I'm being honest with you. So I, I kind of have a similar in terms of your wife would not enjoy this. But me me and my wife have had a, a weird year. Not, not a great year, if we're just being honest. But what we've been doing is we've just been going back and just watching things we love because you should just enjoy things you like. Yep. Um, so we rewatched um, all of the Harry Potters, all the Lord of the Rings, all the Star Warses. We're currently working through Star Trek. Yeah. So that's kind of just been our year. I don't think we've done, we've, we've had some date night movies, but th that's been the majority of what we've been watching throughout the year. Gotcha. I mean, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, Shout out to anybody listening to this that may be married to somebody not as nerdy as them. Um, <laughs> my wife had me watch a movie called Where the Crawdad Crawdads Sing. That's not and a fun movie. It's not a fun movie, but it was so interesting, Good. and it actually yeah. captivated yeah. me. Like, of all the movies I've watched with her this year, that was the one that, like, actually stood out to me. It was like, it, it, would you, so you have seen it then, right? I know the story. I think I read the book. If I'm okay, <laughs> yes, no, I read the book. I was like, "Why do I know this story? I haven't seen the movie, but I've I've read the book." So, so okay, I mean, um, then you can confirm or deny. It's, I mean, yes, it's definitely a romance, but it's also got a got a fair bit of mystery in there, and good mystery at that. That kept yes. me intrigued. So, to those that need a date night movie, throw that on your agenda. It was my favorite one. 
Okay, so two, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm a very big horror movie fan. Um, I will say I haven't seen a lot of horror movies this year, but I have seen um, two that I particularly wanted to shout out. I'm not going to talk about them too long, but The Invitation was just a really fun movie. I will say if you can go into that movie not knowing anything about it, I think you will have a much better time. So that's genuinely all I'm going to say about that. But it's a really good horror movie if you're interested. And then the other one is Barbarian. And I'm not even going to speak into how what this means. But basically, there is a there's a style slash plot device in a movie that I've always wanted to see without it being spoiled for me. And I always regret not being able to see it in a movie that I really enjoy. And I got to feel that in this movie. Um, so I know I know that's very vague, but I want it to be because I want other people to be able to uh, enjoy the movie in the same way. So once again, two horror movies. Try not to look up spoilers if you want to enjoy the enjoy the horror of them. The Invitation and Barbarian. So anything else from you two? Ooh, one last one yeah. I almost forgot about. It's kind of a silly one, but I absolutely loved it. Was the Bob's Burgers movie? Mm, that's a much happier note to end on than two <laughs> horror movies. So that's a good shout. Yeah, no, I, that's a fun. It was. That was it, a weird movie to me because I didn't know, and I, I, I'm okay telling people this because I think it actually helps the story. I didn't know it was a prequel until like probably an hour into the movie. And I'm like, what? This is weird. There's some, they're making some weird choices. And then I finally pieced it together because I'm a little bit of a moron sometimes. Uh, and I was like, yeah. oh, this is a prequel. <laughs> so, but it's a, yeah. it is a, it's a really, really fun. For those of that maybe have never watched any bob's burgers do you think you could watch the movie first and then watch the show honestly i think that's a big part of the selling point of the movie i think it's actually a really good entry point for people who maybe have watched a handful of episodes or like never heard of anything um because honestly i will say and correct me if i'm wrong but if you watch that movie and enjoy it you're gonna want you're gonna like the show absolutely if you watch that movie if you watch the movie and you're like that was dumb you're not gonna like the show (laughs) right yeah yeah so yeah, okay there you, go. there you go but i loved it so there's my s- simple-mindedness okay so i think that's it for movies for 2022 so let's jump into shows so renner i'll let you kick us off with and we, we can we can ditch favorites if you want to i don't know if i have a personal favorite but what is some of your favorites from 2022 i mean bluey just made me cry <laughs> blue. Oh, I love the fact that we start this conversation with Bluey. <laughs> Bluey made me cry. Like legitimately made me no. cry. Yeah, no, no one here. Nope. No one here is judging you for that because it's Over Bluey. A f- yeah. leaf bug. Over a f- leaf bug. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Bluey. It's just so good. Bluey is almost an enigma to me. I'm just like, I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like, I should not love this as much as I do. I know. Dude, I love this show. At this point, I hands down like this show more than my child does. Yeah. My child really likes it. I was literally just at Target before this. There's bluey plushies and things. There's merchandise here in the States. I wanted to buy that so bad. I'm a 23-year-old adult male who does not have children. (laughs) I have bluey action figures, so woo! (laughs) Wow. 
Didn't even know that was a thing. I bet you have I, mean, I, I bet you kept them you kept them sealed for resale value, didn't you, you nerd? No, I've to be fair, genuinely, I have never been that kind of nerd. Um yeah. I don't see the point of owning stuff unless you can enjoy it. But that's just me. I understand that's a different genre of nerd, but yeah, and to be fair, they were my daughters. They're they're not actually mine. But no, they're probably he's I, lying. I, I, no, to be fair, they are hers, but I will say I do probably play with them more than she does. So take that for what you will. Uh, Casey, what else? What else, What do you want to add to the shows of 2022? All right. So for me this year, my absolute number one, pretty much by a long shot. There's a lot of good stuff this year, but this one just hits all the marks is the Lord of the Rings Rings of Power. Mm-hmm. Now, with that said, I loved it. I don't want to speak too much into it yet because we will be doing an entire podcast on just season one of Rings of Power. So, <laughs> but that is my number one. It's really good. That one's really good. Um, I think that one, that one is really high for me. I don't know. It's hard for me to compare these because these are, I think I have three and they're, they're all pretty drastically different. I'll shout out the one that is most similar to it. And that's the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Obi-Wan um, Kenobi was fantastic. Hands it down. really was. I, I genuinely went into it. Like most of the Star Wars shows, I kind of go in going, I don't know how I'm going to like this. And then I end up loving them. So this this Fair. has probably never been more. Tr- I Kenobi to me, and this is might be controversial, but to me, I think Kenobi was my personal favorite of the Star Wars shows. Ooh. I loved Mandalorian. I loved you, Boba okay. Fett. I really did. But and I think part of it has a time, you know, I, I mentioned prior that my my wife and I have been watch, watched through the Star Wars movies. I timed it so that I put the show in between episode three and episode four. And so I got to fill in that gap perfectly. Um, so I think that that really helped because there's a lot of little stuff that I don't think I would have picked up on just because I'm not. I like Star Wars. I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, like super nerd about it. I just don't know that much. Um, Wait, did you do it I think, before or after Rogue One? Honestly, probably during. I watched it for a while. I think we were watching Rogue One while I was watching. My wife did not watch Kenobi with me. Ah. So I think we were probably kind of, I was probably interlooping those a bit. Because technically, Obi-Wan Kenobi comes prior to rogue one because like rogue one is like a direct feed into yes no yes and that's correct um but yeah i it was around the same i i i know i specifically i was holding off watching kenobi until we finished episode three and as soon as we finished episode three i started watching kenobi and i think i probably watched rogue one while i was watching kenobi but picked off right from three to start with so i i gotta throw this out there for y'all and them is i am very behind on the star wars series so i haven't watched kenobi uh and the other one that was mentioned boba fett there's there's andor now too i haven't watched that one either i've heard good things but okay so i i didn't want to throw it out there just in case y'all were back gonna say it but yeah, i haven't no. seen any of these i know i'm gonna love them but i just it's just too much good stuff <laughs> yeah absolutely Rinner. i mean i don't think it technically started it, it like came out this year 
just fine i think it's fine uh, to uh, they're definitely in future categories i will be talking about things that did not come out this year but i enjoyed this year so i think that's totally fine spy family or spy x family it is an anime i've been watching that with my wife it's just it's a wonderful anime and it's absolutely fantastic and i love it very it's very good it's very well done i i also okay. forgot that there's another movie that i watched that i just remembered yeah oh, i had one i had one too if i'm being honest Ugh. Go, go for it. Sorry, everyone. Uh, I, I'm I'm a little uh, out of it for this episode. No Time to Die. And that mm. was a, I have to say, it just, it was a very satisfying yet unsatisfying way to end the um, Daniel Craig Bond. It was a very satisfying yet unsatisfying way to end that era of the James Bond franchise. Can't wait oh. to see who's next. That could be a fun conversation, but let's save that for another episode. I just wanted to shout that out uh, just because I completely forgot that that came out this year because time in our few in this fugue state of post post pandemic is just insane. So for, I forgot about that. This movie came out in 2021. I told you fugue state. <laughs> so. <laughs> Funny story real quick. When I was prepping for this episode, I was like, oh, I watched this. I looked it up, 2021. I looked up, I'm not joking, like probably 15 to 20 things that I thought was this year that were last year. (laughs) I I agree. And if you're also anything, I think you will all agree with this too, but we also found movies and shows that we were like, when we were Googling like best of 2022, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was this year? That feels very old. Yeah, it was. It's weird how they get intermingled. Yeah. For sure. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into kind of a weirder one because I don't want this to be the last one on my list because otherwise everyone's gonna think I'm a weirdo. We already um, think that. That's fair. If you if you know what this is, you're. I mean, to be fair, if you know what this is and you like it, then you're gonna appreciate it. But if you don't, then I don't know how to I don't know how to help you. But there is a show it used to be just a YouTube channel, but they actually got turned into a TV show this year in uh, the UK. You're so weird. It's called Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Genuinely, this this could top my list of 2022. This is one of those things that it's just so oddly macabre whilst, while framed in this world of basically Sesame Street. There, there are these three puppet-like characters. Two of them are actual puppets. One of them's a dude in like this really weird puppet costume, effectively. And it always just starts off pretty normal, and then it gets really, really weird, really, really quickly. And <laughs> I just love it. It is, I, I mean, I have to agree. It is amazing. It is indeed. It's, it's so just fun. like, the, the work that they put yes. into it, too. Green like, it's just a creative crazy color. to me. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Hold on what? a second. Can we just talk about how that, like came out in two thousand like the original don't hug me i scared came out in 2011 yeah and they they did a few little things here and there but this is basically the first time we've seen them effectively and i think seven years if i remember correctly 11 cool yeah nathaniel is that when you introduced me to them I don't know. I don't think I got into that. I don't think I knew about them like as soon as they took off. I think okay. it took me a little bit of time to get introduced to them. I mean, even I mean, 
give it a couple years, even 13. I was, good yeah, Lord. That's probably about right. I think it was about 2013-ish that I got introduced to it. That's crazy. But yeah, there's my, that's probably the weirdest thing on my entire list. I, so. I, feel, I feel like this is a, just a good, like, it doesn't need to be any other, like, genre. Genre. Surrealism. Yep, nope, that's about it. That's all it needs, yeah. is surrealism. Yep. Surrealism, that's, oh, and that gets so true. Like, the further you get into each of the seasons, season one and season two, it just gets more and more, and more surreal. surreal. And yeah. so, and so weird. It, the, there's, <laughs> the other genres are musical and comedy horror, but, like, I feel like surrealism <laughs> yeah. just, mwah, perfect. Yeah, I will say, for people who don't know what I'm talking about, if you don't, if you just cannot do horror, it does go into some pretty dark places at times. So yeah, just kind of be aware does. of that. <laughs> but yep. it really um, but it is comedy horror. So if you can handle kind of like Adele and Tucker versus evil, that kind of feel you'll, you know, I'm not saying you'll enjoy the humor because it is a very unique humor, but you could handle at least the darkness of it. What else do y'all have for shows of 2022? I've got Chainsaw I've got... Man. Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man. That that that's another anime that uh came out actually um more recently and it's phenomenal. I love this show. Um I and honestly I do feel like it would be something that the both of you would like as well. Um definitely not something okay. to watch with your kids. Yeah, I don't think there's anything with the name of Chainsaw in it that I'm like, here, here, my child, enjoy. Uh Tech the Friendly <laughs> Chainsaw. That Arthur. still doesn't sound like something I would introduce to my child. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you add the word friendly, but in hold front on, of Chainsaw. I'm looking at images of the... Like, of Chainsaw the, Man? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, don't don't look at too many images. Don't, 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 don't look too far. Trust me. Don't look too far. I won't. I won't. So, yeah, that's... It's just... It's a fantastic show. I feel like you guys would like it. Um, uh, I would wait for a little bit more of it to come out into the U.S., area uh or u.s airwaves before at airwaves like it's airing on tv uh but like the, <laughs> the, the u.s um sites before you guys start watching just because you don't want that 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 heavy wait uh wait time for the next episode um to come out uh but that's a good one so i would recommend that one as well as it is fantastic uh also not for kids please <laughs> note not for kids Fair. okay casey do you have any more uh, I've got a few more, at least shout outs. Although it wasn't like the debut of the show, I really enjoyed and I wanted to shout out season three of the Umbrella Academy. I very much enjoyed mm, that. Uh, I really enjoyed that's that really show. Good. Apparently people kind of hated on season three a little bit for some reason. I don't I don't know. I didn't really dig too deep into that because I loved it. So I've only watched season <laughs> one. Did you enjoy season one? I did enjoy season one. I also enjoyed the comic series. I can't decide if I want to tackle the comic series in the middle of the show or wait till they're done with the show and then go look at the original material. I in the air on that, but I'm excited about it. That's fair. Okay, I'm going to kind of dive us into a almost a category of sorts, but I think that'll make more sense in a moment. So, we haven't talked about any Marvel TV shows yet. So, there were quite a few. Um, I will say my personal favorite was probably Miss Marvel. Um, but I honestly, I liked all of them. I, I'm a pretty, I, I don't know. I feel like I might be a simpleton sometimes because so many people are like, oh my gosh, this show is awful. And I'm like, well, I liked it. Uh, but, <laughs> right. um, 
but that's but that's fine so uh but yeah the three that the three big ones that came out this year were moon knight miss marvel and she hulk and yeah i mean for very different reasons i liked all of those quite a bit so but what what of those have y'all seen slash liked thoughts on etc i will say i did like miss marvel Hmm. um i went back and rewatched falcon and winter soldier as mm, well as that's a good one uh loki oh this year and yes. just, there's just something about this movie phase was not great this this like te- like tv series phase was phenomenal great yeah are you talking like when those came out in 2021 or are you talking about in 2022 uh, to just technically like th- like this phase. Th- this oh, you just phase, mean phase this four. Marvel, phase this, four. This okay. Marvel phase. Phase four. Just the movie phase was was it was okay. There was some bangers. There was some misses. But then like this TV series phase. Oh, this was a this was just it bang it was it was all yeah. bangers all bangers. Just, and and to be fair, it's kind of the first real Marvel movie or sorry marvel tv show phase honestly MCU, i mean they've MC, had some in the oh, mcu phase MCU, mcu phase yeah correct correct we had the netflix shows um which were great don't get me wrong but yeah uh, it's interesting except how... for iron fist which for some reason i don't know why people didn't like even though it was just a literal copy of cw's arrow but you know, i will fine. i will say for me i liked the show I do think the character of Iron Fist was, at best, very bland. That's fair. So That's they valid. did not do a lot. They did not do a lot to like elevate him in the show. Uh, the side characters, I think, were phenomenal, and I think that show doesn't get enough love for those characters. But yeah, he just kind of is a just kind of is there and he's not a very consistent character but that's another conversation yeah and then the other one that came out this year technically the two so they had kind of i I, they're kind of both holiday specials but yeah the guardians of the galaxy holiday special which we've talked about in a previous the christmas episode um and then they also had kind of a halloween episode or special of werewolf by night have either of y'all seen that i forgot to watch that i was supposed to watch that over halloween Yeah, I have it not. was good. It was it was it was a fun one. Am I correct in saying that it wasn't it shot in complete black and white? Or it was like it like the entire show was in black and white? Or was that just like all the film yeah, like think... the stuff like all of like the, yeah, like, I the would... promotional stuff? There's some complexity to that answer because I do think they, they add some color here and there to make things pop. But overall, yes, I would say that it is a black and white show. interesting interesting yes um yeah so uh also this reminded me that in the movie section we didn't talk about thor love and thunder i was about to shout it out yeah 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 which for me probably was actually my least favorite marvel movie of this year if i'm being honest um which isn't a necessarily a dig at it i really liked it i just liked the other ones a little bit more for different reasons so but just wanted to shout that one out as well Oh, you were talking about other Marvel movies that came no, out. No, from from, from this year. Bad. From this year. Yeah, no, it definitely does not. To me, it does not rank in, like, the worst movies of the Mar- MCU. That would be an interesting conversation. But, so, yeah. For, for me, i got to throw out there, I absolutely loved that movie. And it would be up there. Maybe not number one. But I 
this is one of those things that uh, this year's been weird, and I actually thought that was last year, if I'm being honest. So <laughs> that's, that's why it was. I was sitting there thinking about it, and I just Googled it, and I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, to my but, brain, and this is incorrect, but to my brain, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness happened more recently than Thor Love and Thunder. Like, that feels like a true fact in yeah, my that, head. Yeah, same. But I understand that it is not. That is yeah. not that a correct is, thing. That is an like, opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's just it's just a it's just a not truth it is just a wrong. it is not correct yeah i didn't even watch them in that order i watched dr strange before i watched the art love and thunder just in my head i don't know it's thing time is broken same uh, <laughs> yeah truth that's all i have for shows but do y'all have anything else y'all want to give a shout out to i've got two more shouts okay go for it okay so <clears throat> I'll throw this one out there because I'm not going to add much to it, but um, the House of Dragons. So anybody that loves the good old Game of Thrones stuff, it was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched. Honestly, I haven't watched anything Game of Thrones, but um, I've heard, I've heard good things of that one this year. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, my last one, just a shout out to it because it inspired me to go back to a video game of which I already liked was Edge Runners. And we had an entire podcast mm. about it. So, <clears throat> yeah, I, just, I really enjoyed it. And it just added to this world in a video game that I even liked, which you don't get that very often. So I had to at least give it a shout. Okay, so that actually works as a really good transition to the next topic, which is video games. So I will say I'm not going to start, but I will say none of my games that I played this year came out this year. That's just generally not the kind of video game player that I am. I don't tend to keep up with things very well, but I know y'all have played at least a few games that did come out this year. So I'll let y'all kick off that conversation. Kind of same God of War, the first game. I have not played Ragnarok yet. Nobody say anything. I'm super excited for that game. I hope I get it for Christmas. I'm going to play that game next year. Piggy promise. Uh, but uh, God of War was good. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. That was amazing. Ghost of Tsushima, the first Uncharted game. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you this this feels like a catch-up year for you is that a fair uh a no fair i have already i have already played uncharted the first game i was going back and playing okay. the first game again before i watched the movie um, gotcha and then also spider-man miles morales i played that this year that was phenomenal i'm excited for the next one to come out in 2024 end of 2023 fingers crossed mm -hmm. uh whenever that that exists Trying to think what else have I played. Pokemon <laughs> Scarlet, that, uh, or Scarlet and Violet came out. I'm currently playing through Violet. Uh, that's a great game. I loved it. I, I'm currently loving it. It has its issues, but it's good. I'm trying to think. I did not play Stray. I watched streams. That was a fantastic game to watch and get just little tidbits of lore. Yeah, no, that's about it. Very cool. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive in. I'm gonna let Casey finish this out because you'll have way more to talk about than I did. But I also watched Stray, really enjoyed that one. I did a, I watched a full playthrough of that one. There was another game that you mentioned that I was like, oh, I, oh, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Tsushima. I did play that one as well, and that one was a really good game. Also, this is probably I think this is the more recent one. The most recent game I've played is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It came out yeah. last year, but I got that for Christmas last year, and I got to play it this year. I loved that game. That might be my favorite game of this year. 
And then on terms of what I play, I also played Outer Wilds. I'm currently playing Outer Wilds. It's just it's just a really fun game. It's a very different video game than I would normally play. If I'm being honest, I'm usually a very linear storyline, um, but it was recommended to me by a family member. Really liking that one. Also, this has been the year that my daughter got into video games. So I played the first video game she was interested in playing, which is actually because of Casey's child, uh, was Spider-Man. So she saw me playing it with my nephew and she was like, I want to play that with you. And I'm like, I'm not sure that's a great idea, but we'll we'll make something work. So we just did. I'd already defeated the game. So you got to miss all the uber violence. And we had a deal that if we got it, if we got into a situation of crime, as we call it, then she had to close her eyes and look away. She's she's very young, so I don't. Spider Man. That can be violent for her. No. What? Um, so that was the first game, and then uh, the first video game that was hers that she ever just really took to was Lego City Undercover. I have played that a whole lot this year. Um, so, <laughs> but it's a fun. You know, if I if I had to play one video game with my child. That's a really fun video game to play. She got the flu about a month ago, and her grandparents, my in-laws, bought her a Paw Patrol video game so she could just sit and rest and enjoy it. Uh, we beat that game in two days, and I was like, oops. <laughs> so, which, you know, it's a Paw Patrol video game. It's not really meant to be a long-term game. Oh, and then I've also started Lego, the Lego Incredibles game. Yeah. So, I man, that was a Which is fun. Yeah, you can't go wrong with a Legos game. Even a the yeah. less good ones are still just fun with a kid or yes. a friend. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I, and I didn't have two controllers when we started all this. I actually got a new controller for her and she was super excited. We actually get to play together now, which just has changed the dynamic considerably because it used to just be she would play. I'd be next to her. I'd help her if she needed help. And now it's like we are doing missions together and it's really fun. So honestly, I have played more video games with my daughter this year than I have by myself. That so, a boy. That a boy. So start them early. And, yeah, part of that is I just don't I you know, Casey at least knows this. I think Renner does too. I just I don't play a lot of video games by myself. I in a good, really good week, I'm probably playing three hours a week. So I just don't that's just not one of those things that I t- spend a lot of time doing. But I do like. Okay, Casey, why don't you close us out of our video games? All right, so I'm actually going to transition with where you left off. I'll leave off with my favorite game that I've got to play with my kids. Mm. Um, Just for the parents out there. Um, And although it's not a 2022 game, as you can imagine, I'm not dropping $60 on a game for my kids most of the time. It's got to be Lego Worlds, actually. This game is... It, I mean, obviously Legos, but it it's kind of almost the, I don't know exactly what to compare it to, but kind of almost compare it to like Minecraft in the sense of you drop into this I world. Do. I know what to compare it to. What? Uh, Lego Universe, which was a essentially like Wizard 101 slash MMORPG, but now it's it's no longer like PC. It went to console because it didn't do that well. Uh, so they basically took that idea and made it better. Sorry, okay. I, I, I'm I was a Lego I was a Lego kid. I'm still a Lego guy. I I literally built just built Lego sets this year as well. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. That's I mean the best toy on the planet. So I mean, 
I haven't played the universe, so I can't really say, I mean, I believe you 100%. I just, I love it because my son and I, we can drop in. It's not like a heavy story. Like we don't have to, I don't have to worry about explaining kind of things like that to him. We get in there and just explore and build things together. And it's just freaking fun. So that's, there's that. So now as for me, it's already been mentioned, but I'm going to shout out Stray because I actually did play that. And it's, let's see, one of two of the only games I've played that came out this year. So (laughs) I got to shout out Stray. Pretty fantastic. Uh, The other one that came out this year was uh, Horizon Forbidden West Robot Dinosaurs. I I love (laughs) it. (laughs) So and the more I can get of it, I'm happy. So, oh, Nathaniel did mention this, and I know it came out last year, but the Guardians of the Galaxy, Nathaniel and I actually played that kind of side by side, not really together, mm-hmm. but that was, oh, that was such a good game. And then the game that I'm currently playing right now that I just have to give a shout out to because I it's it's so silly and fun, but I love it is called Unmetal. So to anybody that has ever played a Metal Gear Solid and love them, they absolutely need to play this game. It's a little 2D game. It's a lot simpler, but it is like, I think they even say it in the description is like, it's basically like a love letter to the like classic Metal Gear Solid. And it's, it's amazing. It is fun. I love it so much. So, and then the two games that I have not got to play, but I know it's just by default, they're going to be at the top of my list for 2022, technically speaking, is like Renner said, freaking God of War Ragnarok. The other game that I still just haven't got to tackle yet is the Elden, uh, Elden Ring. I know I'm going to love it. I know it'll probably be technically my game of the year, but, you know, <clears throat> as a dad of three and, you know, have a job tackling such games, I've got I've to plan accordingly. Okay, so our last little conversation, this one probably will be pretty quick, but um, just favorite books of 2022. Again, this is not going to be a... Most of these are probably not going to be books that came out this year, but it's books that we've read this year that we just wanted to give shout outs to. So I'm going to let Casey kick us off with this one. All right. Mine will be really short because my reading this year, kind of like Nathaniel's watching movies with his wife, it has been very much comfort food for me. I just went back and read things that I knew I loved and liked so i read i reread the lord of the rings i reread most of the harry potters i don't think i've gone all the way through them but i think i've read one through five good chunk of it the only book that i've actually added to my list that i've read is the is book four of the wheel of time called the shadow rising um, which i really enjoyed but i i read that and i was just and that's actually when i just decided i just really was in the mood to go back and just read stuff that I love and I knew. Okay, Renner. So for you, what books do you want to shout out for this year? One of the ones that I read, I know this one isn't exactly, uh, that it didn't exactly come out this year. Uh, one that I read, uh, it's a graphic novel. It's uh, Beast Boy Loves Raven. It is mm. based off of the DC Comics char- characters Beast Boy and Raven. I read Beast Boy and Beast Boy Loves Raven. Um, I read read Raven the previous year. These are uh, all based off of the DC Teen Titans comic book characters, Beast Boy and Raven. They are actually done by an artist that I follow on Instagram uh, that goes by uh, the username of Piccolo. They do a lot of really fantastic art of not just DC Comics characters, but also of a bunch of other characters 
and stuff like that. Um, but they were able to actually take their ideas of these comic characters and were asked, hey, you want to do a series on this? And they did it. That's so, awesome. Yeah, no, it's it's really awesome. Like, that's like the artist's dream, you know, making like these fan images mm -hmm. and stuff. And then it actually becomes part of the canon and stuff. They're just, they're really fantastic graphic novels. I love them a lot. And, and I'm I'm really happy for, for this guy. So but that's mainly what I read this year. Uh, I've read a couple of other books. I read uh, the Unwind series again this year. And then I read some more manga, which is a little bit different than a graphic novel. But book's a book, right? Yep worth reading absolutely so. for those of you who don't know i am a bit of a bookworm i really like reading so i looked at my goodreads because that's how i track anything book related effectively and i've read 55 books this year and a lot of them are graphic novels and some of them are like kids graphic novels so it's not like i'm reading les miserables 55 times but these are the ones i'm gonna kind of do it in genres so I, my main two genres are honestly horror and graphic novels those are kind of my those bring me happiness so the actual new ones from this year so two of them are by stephen king because I don't know how much I've talked about Stephen King on this podcast, but oh boy, do I really like myself some Stephen probably King. Probably too much at this uh, point. So yeah, that's probably fair. So, um, yeah, so he had two new books come out this year. So he had Gwendy's Final Task, which is the last book of the Button Box trilogy, which he wrote with Richard Kismar. It gets a little complicated because Stephen King didn't write the second book, but anyway, it finished off the... Uh, trilogy i really enjoyed that one then uh, stephen king also had another book come out this year called fairy tale and that one is kind of like a fantasy it's more fantasy than horror i will say but it is still written by stephen king so there's always that element in there of horror for sure so just kind of be aware of that one but i really i personally really loved both of those there's two other ones but the weight of blood by tiffany d jackson i don't think that one actually came out this year um, it might have. I don't really know. Looks like it did, actually. Yeah, it does. It, yeah, no, it did come out this year. Basically, <laughs> this is a really weird way to phrase this, but it's it's very, very influenced by Carrie by Stephen King. But all the things that are bullying is just like overt racism. And it's really uncomfortable, but it does. It's really, you know, it's purposefully uncomfortable because it's, the you know, it plays into the horror aspect of things and it just makes you really dislike people. And if you know anything about the story of Carrie kind of plays into the story of Carrie a bit. So if you don't, it's, a, you know, either way, it's a really fun book in my opinion. So, so the other, the last horror book I have for my list, I actually just finished it earlier this week and it's called under the blood moon by uh, Patricia Santos, Mark Antonio. It was really good. It's, it's more of a, it's kind of more of a mystery, but it definitely gets into some horror aspects, especially the deeper into the story you go. But it's like the small town, like everyone knows each other. Everyone's really cool with each other. And then just randomly these horrific murders start occurring. And they're like, what is going on? That why is this happening? Like we all pretty much know each other. We should be good with each other. This does not happen here. And they just keep going on and, it's really good. I really, I just wanted to give that one a shout out. Cause that's also a pretty, it's an independent author. So um, 
it only has like four ratings on Goodreads. So I really want to push it out because it genuinely was one of my favorite books of this year. And I want to give that one a little bit of love. Um, my other category, like I mentioned, is graphic novels. So I'll do two uh, at first. So I, this is not from this year, but it's probably by far my favorite one. And it's The Power of the Dark Crystal. Volume one is the one I read. Just a quick backstory. Basically, for a long time, the Jim Henson Company was working on a sequel to The Dark Crystal, and they just could never get the momentum behind it until eventually they basically kind of ditched it and created the Netflix prequel show, which I will also say is phenomenal. You should go check that out if you like The Dark Crystal. But this graphic novel series is the story that they were going to do for that movie, that sequel. So it's really fun. Uh, it kind of carries, it's like, a. I think it's about a hundred years later after the Dark Crystal. I'm a huge Dark Crystal fan. So this just played perfectly into what I like. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that was that one. And then uh, the, another one I'm just going to shout out, which is a bit of a, an oddball one. Again, did not come out this year, but I, I read it for the first time this year. And it's They Called Us Enemy. And it's actually a graphic novel by George Takei. And it talks about him growing up in the U.S. and then being taken to an internment camp during World War II and how that affected his family and, like, the stories that he remembers and it got told by his family. And it's just his... It's kind of like a biography of sorts, but in graphic novel form. Um, and then it does, you know, end with his kind of growing up, getting into Star Trek, you know, getting into, he played Sulu in Star Trek and that kind of thing. So just a really interesting story that, like, there's a lot of people who probably know it, but it, to me, it gave a different perspective of World War II. I mean, obviously, I didn't know about internment camps, but um, just seeing it on that personal level was really interesting. And then uh, lastly, which is a considerably lighter note. So there's a kid's graphic novel called Superman of Smallville. Um, it has the artist Art Baltazar and Franco R... I'm going to try this. Arliani. I could I probably butchered that. Um, this one is one that I actually, this is the first graphic novel I ever read to my daughter. She got really into it. We got it at the library one day and she just fell in love with it to the point where I ended up having to, we returned it to the library and I bought a copy of it just because she really liked it. And since then we've kind of taken off into the world of graphic kids, graphic novels, mind you. But graphic novels are nonetheless. So this one's a fun one. I mean, it just it kind of tells a just pretty innocent, fun take on an origin story of Superman. Not even much of an origin story. It just kind of alludes to a lot of it. And it just tells this little story about a little robot, effectively, that comes to town and them trying to figure out what's going on there. It's not scary. It's really fun. In terms of books, I could probably get into more, but I'm going to cut myself off there. Those are probably my favorites of 2022. Nice. I wish I could read 55 books in a year. I've just been sitting here like... Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> uh, out of everything I need to get help for, my reading addiction is not one of them. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Nerd Cops podcast. Let us know what your favorite things from 2022 were. Also, check out our subreddit, r slash the nerd cops podcast and all the other socials found in the description of this episode i hope everyone had a great new year's day and welcome to 2023 we will talk to you guys later hopefully it's not utter shit.